Welcome back for part two of Pastor Tim's message, Can a Muslim Be Saved? From Isaiah chapter 19, verses 19 through 21. Islam is the youngest and fastest growing of all the major world religions. But God can save a person out of Islam as easily as he can save someone in a Baptist church. I believe that God wants everyone to be saved, and he has made that possible through and only through Jesus Christ. Can a Muslim be saved? Yes, and so can you. Here's Pastor Tim. He will deliver them. I want you to know, though, that that kind of transformation does not come easily. Not in this world today, and it will not in that world when it comes about. They do not understand, some of them, or at least we don't understand, I don't think, the price tag that many Muslims will pay to come to faith in Christ. Zane Pratt is a missionary with our International Mission Board, one who will receive benefit from our Lighting Moon Christmas offering. It's our Lighting Moon Christmas offering that will help keep people just like Zane Pratt on the mission field in the Middle East working among Muslims. Zane Pratt told a story about an Islamic teenager who came to him wanting to better understand English. So he said, so I didn't know any other, you know, I didn't know a better book to take him to than to take him to the Bible. <laughs> so we began to study the, the Gospel of Matthew. He says, as he began to study the Gospel of Matthew, this Islamic teenager began to ask question after question after question, and suddenly found himself wanting to receive Christ. This is what Zane Pratt said about that encounter. He said, the Sermon on the Mount wrecked him. It wrecked him. It said, the Beatitudes overwhelmed him. He realized that he could not be righteous enough for God. This young man had been told his entire life, if you'll just be good enough, if you'll just do enough good things, then Allah will accept you. He reads the Gospel of Matthew. He reads the Sermon on the Mount and realizes you can't be good enough. I mean, how good do you have to be, right? The Bible answers that question. The Bible answers that question in the Sermon on the Mount. How good does a person have to be? The Bible says, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. This Islamic teenager is not perfect, and I'm not perfect, and you're not perfect. And you can't go back. You can't. This young man said he wanted to receive Christ, and so Zane Pratt said, I counseled him. I warned him. I warned him of what some of the cost would be. I reminded him that he would have to renounce his previous beliefs in Islam and cut his ties with the mosque. The Islamic teenager said this, I don't think my father will kill me. My neighbors certainly will, but this is worth more than my life. There's coming a day when Muslims all over the world will experience that same kind of personal transformation. When a Muslim is saved, there will be personal transformation. Number two, when a Muslim is saved, there will be a public declaration. A public declaration, just like this Islamic teenager cannot become a secret disciple. 
No one can. I read about a couple who's married. Their names are Amir and Rasha. They are Muslims who live in Lebanon. They're refugees. They live in a tent, or at least they lived in a tent. Rasha's mother lived with them. She stepped outside one day just to get a breath of fresh air and was killed by a sniper instantly. Her brother, the very same week, was brutally and violently murdered. In the midst of their mourning, they had a dream. Both of them, Amir and Rasha, had the same dream. Now, let me, let me put a little parentheses in here. I don't really understand this. But I hear and read things that are come from all over the world about how God uses dreams, especially among Muslim peoples, to bring them to himself. I don't understand how that happens, but this is one of those testimonies. So Amir and Rasha said, we had a dream in which we saw Jesus and we knew that it was Jesus. He was dressed in all white and he said this, I am your Savior, you will follow me. They, said, they both woke up and said, we have to follow. Rasha at that point was eight months pregnant. When the child was born, she decided to name the child Christina. Just as a declaration of their faith. They said, now our family knows, everybody knows. This is what Rasha said. She said, our clan is very big. We're afraid now they might kill us. Her husband Amir said, our family knows that we are Christians. Becoming a Christian is for them the same as if I had destroyed the Kaaba in Saudi Arabia. I want to protect my family. We now have no fixed place to live. We go from place to place. Amir is a carpenter, at least by trade. The only problem is Amir says that no one will hire him because are, others are afraid to hire a Christian to do their work. But listen to his steadfastness. I love this. Amir said, the most important thing is that we know Jesus Christ is our Savior he will save us. We regularly pray to the Lord. We freely worship Him. And He protects us. God is with us. God will resolve our situation. That's the reality of where we are today. But in that day, in that day, look back at verse number 19. In that day, in the first part of verse number 20, in that day, what's going to happen? He says that an altar, an altar to the Lord, an altar to Yahweh, see the capital letter? An altar to Yahweh in the midst of the land of Egypt. And a pillar to the Lord is there at the border. And what's it for? It is a sign and a witness to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. It is a public declaration that we believe. Here in America, we knock down statues that have the Ten Commandments on them. Here in America, we, we fuss and argue over whether a nativity scene ought to be on public or government-funded property. There's coming a day when a very altar, a pillar 
will arise in the midst of a Muslim land to declare that Jesus is the one true living God. What I'm saying is, if they can do it then, why can't we do it now? A public declaration of faith without fear. Number three. When a Muslim is saved, there will be a passionate consecration. A personal transformation, a public declaration, a passionate consecration. We already see Muslims who passionately live out the tenets of their faith. One of the wonderful things about seeing a person who comes to faith in Christ is knowing that they follow through on the commitments that they make. These people know that there is a sacrifice and a mortal risk involved in converting to Christianity. And as such, they do not make this decision lightly. They do not make it with little thought. They do not make it simply out of obligation to please someone else. They come to Christ because they are desperate to be saved. One of my favorite stories of this kind comes from a preacher that I met in Fayetteville, Georgia. He had been witnessing to a Muslim man who owned a dry cleaners right near his church. And as he shared Christ with him, he, he, he finally kind of got the idea that this, this man's interested. He, he wants to know more, and so he invited him to meet him for breakfast once a week for however long it takes, and they would simply study Christ and study Christianity, and this man could ask him anything that he wanted to. This went on for week after week after week. One week, when it seemed like this man was, I mean, you know, I mean, he knew enough. It's time to, it's time to fish or cut bait, you know what I mean? And my preacher friend's getting just a little bit anxious about what's going on. Well, he did what he's done every, every time. As the waitress comes and takes their order, he says, I'm about to pray over our meal. Is there anything I can pray for you about? So he asked this lady that very same question, and she burst into tears. And, and she just says, yes, she says, my life is a wreck. And he said, what, um, what time do you get off? She said, I get off my shift in 10 minutes. He said, we'll still be here. He said, why don't you just come and join us at the table whenever you're off? He said, I really didn't expect her to come, but she did. She came and she sat down and began to talk about some of the things that were going on in her own life. And the preacher said, I knew what the answer was. The answer was Jesus. That's exactly who she needed in her heart, in her life. He needed to be the Lord over her life. He said, so I just went through the gospel with her. And I got to the end and I said, Teresa was her name. Teresa... Would you like to receive the gift of eternal life? And Teresa hesitated. And the Muslim man who's sitting there still listening to the whole thing said, Do it, Teresa, do it! <laughs> he said, I'm not even a believer. He said, but this stuff is real. Sunday morning, the preacher said, I was so excited. I was standing down front at the invitation time ready to receive people. And sure enough, here comes Teresa, right down from the back. 
makes her public profession of faith. It's all wonderful. And he says, and as I'm finishing up with her, here comes the Muslim man and his family to commit their lives to Christ as well. And as far as I know, to this very day, both of them are active parts, vital parts, in that very same church. God does today what he still will do then. And what we discover is, is that they do indeed follow through, having made a commitment to the Lord, a consecration to the Lord, that they live out. Look, if you will, in verse number 21. Notice what happens in our passage. In our passage, it says these things, these four things. Number one, they will make sacrifice. Number two, they will give offerings. Number three, they will make vows to the Lord, to Yahweh. And number four, they will perform those very same vows. In other words, their profession of faith is not words only. They live out their newfound faith. Now, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, <laughs> then you're going through these things saying a, a personal transformation, a public declaration, a passionate consecration, that doesn't sound to him like it's just for Muslims. You know why it doesn't sound that way? Because it ain't just for Muslims. This is for everybody. A Muslim is saved the very same way that a Baptist needs to be saved. The very same way that a Jew needs to be saved. The very same way that an atheist can be saved. As much effort as it took for God to save you, it takes for Him to save anybody. It takes Jesus dying on a cross, a death that you deserve, and you saying, I believe it. I, man, I believe it. I believe Jesus loves me. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe that He will forgive me of all of my sins and make me clean and make me whole. You repent of your sins and place your faith and trust in Christ alone. On the authority of the Word of God, you can be saved. Whoever, whoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me for a moment. Do you know? If that same little Muslim man was sitting next to you, would he call out your name and say, do it, Tim, do it. Give your heart to Jesus right now. There may be some of you that need to do that. Maybe you need to plant your life in our church. Maybe you have invited Christ to come in your heart already. But you just want to make it known. It may very well be that you have a Muslim friend. Or you just have any kind of lost friend. And you're concerned about their soul. It's not enough. Even if they believe in error with all their heart. Maybe you want to pray for their salvation. 
Maybe you want to ask God to use you as an instrument, as a tool to bring them to faith in Christ. But I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the very things that God said to us out of this passage today. Father, I want your spirit to have freedom in here today to do as you ought. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.